Welcome to 340B Insight from 340B Health. Hello from Washington, D.C., and welcome back to 340B Insight, the podcast about the 340B drug pricing program. I'm David Glendinning with 340B Health. Our guest today is Melissa Antonopoulos with Memorial Healthcare System in Florida. We invited Melissa on the show to discuss 340B inventory management, which we know is a major element of the day-to-day responsibilities of many of our listeners. We often feature operations and compliance topics that we hope are not only of interest to you, but also helpful in informing the work you do. But before we go to that interview, let's take a minute to cover some of the latest news about 340B. bipartisan group of members of the U.S. House of Representatives recently sent a letter to the Department of Health and Human Services calling for federal enforcement actions against drug companies that are restricting 340B pricing through contract pharmacies. 181 lawmakers from both political parties signed the letter as part of an effort spearheaded by Congresswoman Abigail Spanberger, a Democrat from Virginia, and Congressman David McKinley, a Republican from West Virginia. The House members are calling on top department officials to take enforcement actions in two ways. One is for the HHS Office of Inspector General to issue steep federal fines on seven drug companies referred to OIG for their continued refusals to restore 340B pricing to hospitals. Another is for the Health Resources and Services Administration to issue violation letters to nine non-compliant companies that have not yet received them as well as to refer two additional companies to OIG that have not complied with their violation letters. As we have noted before, potential fines on drug companies can be more than $6,000 per drug claim if OIG determines the drug makers are intentionally overcharging hospitals. You can read the letter from Congress in the show notes. Federal officials recently proposed how much Medicare will pay hospitals for outpatient services starting next year, And this proposed rule came with a new twist. The Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services said that it fully anticipates finalizing rates for calendar year 2023 that will end deep outpatient drug payment cuts to many 340B hospitals that have been in place since 2018. CMS is effectively saying it will abandon the nearly 30% cuts in the wake of a unanimous Supreme Court decision last month that the reductions were unlawful. If the agency follows through on its stated intentions, 340B hospitals will receive the same Medicare reimbursements as non-340B hospitals for drugs they receive at a discount starting on January 1st, 2023. This proposal does not address what remedy 340B hospitals might receive for the billions of dollars worth of unlawful cuts they received from 2018 through 2022. CMS instead is asking stakeholders to weigh in on how they think that remedy should occur through public comments that it will accept through September 13th. 340B Health members can find a link to more information about what happens next by visiting the show notes. And now for our feature interview on 340B Inventory Management with Melissa Antonopoulos, Senior 340B Internal Auditor at Memorial Healthcare System. Miles Goldman recently sat down with Melissa to learn more about this important topic. 
Here's that conversation. Thank you, David. I'm joined by Melissa Antonopoulos. Melissa, welcome to 340B Insight. Thank you for having me. We're going to be discussing 340B inventory management, which is a operations and compliance topic that professionals in 340B work on regularly. But I want our listeners to get to know where you're coming from a little more first. Tell me about Memorial Healthcare System and the communities it serves. Sure. So Memorial Healthcare System is located in South Florida um, in Broward County. It's halfway between Fort Lauderdale and Miami. Our facilities include uh, six hospitals. We have numerous ancillary facilities, including a nursing home, cancer institutes, urgent care centers, and also uh, primary care centers. Our hospitals serve a large population of underserved patients with a goal of improving the health of our community, regardless of one's ability to pay. Well, that's all certainly good work that you're doing. Let's talk more about inventory management. Why is inventory management important and how does 340B affect it? Inventory management is important because without adequate pharmacy inventory, hospitals would not be able to provide patients with medications needed. 340B affects inventory management when it comes to decreasing uh, purchase costs, which affects inventory spend and, of course, our annual medication budgets. These budgets are set months prior to our fiscal year. I know I've heard the term that there's a sort of a life cycle of, of drug acquisition, and I'm hoping you can walk us through an overview of the process of ordering a 340B drug. Sure. So uh, first of all, our hospital pharmacies use an inventory management system. Uh, it provides visibility to our perpetual inventory. Each pharmacy manually enters a minimum and a maximum amount of each item needed to have on hand. Uh, once these items reach the minimum amount, a report is generated. And usually our pharmacy buyers or our backup buyers export this report to our wholesaler look for any items that are stocked out, backordered, any allocations. Once they finish looking over the order, they export it to our third-party administrator, which, you know, that's where we split the order to either 340B, GP, or WAC, depending on our accumulations. Our last step would be to submit the orders right in the third-party administrator software. Uh, this order is then electronically communicated back to our wholesaler where the orders are, are filled. So it sounds to me like inventory management is really a, a team sport. What needs to be done to remain compliant with 340B once the drug arrives? So once the orders have arrived, uh, we have receiving pharmacy technicians. So of course, whoever orders the medications cannot receive the medication. Um, so those receiving pharmacy uh, team members, they look over what was purchased versus what was physically received. If they find any discrepancies, which is few and far in between, uh, but those are addressed with uh, the vendor immediately. And the 340B team also reviews any uh, direct purchases daily against our accumulations, and we manually upload any invoices to our third-party administrator. Of course, if the vendor is not set up with uh, electronic data interchange, which we also refer to as EDI. You mentioned third-party administrator a couple of times, I believe, there, or TPA, as, as many refer to it. What qualities do you look for in a third-party administrator? Sure. So um, some qualities we look for when choosing a third-party administrator, and actually we just did this uh, last year, 
So they included, um, of course, ease for our users. Uh, we also wanted some training from the TPA for our staff members, reporting capabilities, uh, which includes monthly self-auditing reports, financial reports. We also looked at configurations to ensure that our program remains compliant. We avoid any diversions or duplicate discounts. Another really important quality is the security of our patient's health information and how the third-party administrator uh, would protect that information. And I guess last would be any one-on-one with with an accounts manager. Uh, We actually spend some time with ours twice a month. So if any questions come up, you know, just ease of just communicating to them. So that's pretty much it. You said you just went through the process. Is it a long selection timeline? It was. uh, We went through an RFP with a few companies. We had a peer. And so not just 340B team, of course, but we had our pharmacy staff. We had directors of pharmacy. We had corporate compliance. We had IT, like our IT pharmacists. So everybody was on board and choosing our, our TPA. Tell me more about working with your colleagues to manage the inventory and and to avoid drug shortages? Sure. So our hospital pharmacies have a weekly collaborative call. It's hosted by our pharmacy buyers. It includes directors of pharmacy, supply chain, pharmacy buyers, and the 340B team also attends. Uh, We go over each item that's affecting us and try to come up with uh, strategies on how to manage these drug shortages. How's that been going during COVID? COVID-19 has increased the amount of drug shortages uh, we're still dealing with today, especially with the increase in demand on certain medications used to treat COVID. Our pharmacy staff are continuously checking stock at our wholesaler, and I I feel like we need just one person dedicated to refreshing that wholesaler screen just to check stock. They order what they can. We always look at ways to implement protocols to conserve stock. We collaborate with other departments within our hospital, and that has been successful with helping to mitigate drug shortages. The topic I wanted to make sure we we touched on is the connection between electronic health record data and inventory management. Can you share some best practices? So some best practices uh, for us has been barcode scanning. So basically, the clinician is able to simply scan medications that are being used for each of our patients. This allows us to run usage reports for different areas of our hospitals, and we could also decrease the amount loaded into each cabinet, and this decreases the amount of medication that we expire and waste. Uh, We also reduce any manual documentations for billing and charging. Uh, This information flows over to our billing system, which is It's also integrated in the same electronic medical record platform that we use. Another best practice is a project we just completed. So we're now able to capture dispenses on multiple NDC numbers in our IV rooms. Um, So let's say a patient needed 600 milligrams of an IV medication. We would use one 100 milligram vial and one 500 milligram vial. Um, Now, in the past, we were only able to capture dispensation on the default NDC we chose for that mixture, but now we can scan different strengths and NDCs and capture all dispensations for each compound. So we had to build a formulary from scratch, um, add all these new NDC numbers. So that has decreased the amount of WAC purchases. 
Um, like I stated before, you could only pick one default in DC. So you were either capturing the dispenses on, let's say, back to my example, the 100 milligram vial and not the 500 milligram vial. So we are starting to see a decrease in our WAC. Um, and that was our, our number one goal for this project. Well, it's great to hear you're meeting your goal for the project. 340B professionals tell us they often have detailed, specific questions come up when working on inventory management. What resources do you turn to when you have a question come up that you are struggling to answer? So thankfully, we have a plethora of resources that we could turn to. Um, it includes our supply chain department. Our in-house drug shortages committee uh, members, which I stated before, our collaborative call, so we could turn to any of them. Our wholesaler, uh, we have an assigned accounts manager via our third-party administrator that we also ask questions to and see what other hospitals are doing. Now, for a specific 340B questions, um, this includes pricing questions. We do field those over to our 340B program director. She has access to uh, ceiling price info on the OPA database. Uh, we can determine if the correct contract is loaded to our wholesaler accounts. We also communicate any questions with our external auditing consultants. And also, last but not least, the 340B Health, 340B Apexis, you know, we could always uh, field questions to you guys. Well, certainly, yes. Our, our team is certainly always, always happy to chat through different processes and, and all that you're working on. Thank you, Melissa, for breaking down for us today inventory management and how it intersects with 340B. It's, it's great to hear how you've overcome some of the everyday challenges professionals are facing as they ensure their hospitals and patients receive the medications they need for their care. Thank you for being with us. Thank you so much, Miles. It's been a pleasure. Our thanks again to Melissa Antonopoulos for the primer on 340B inventory management and the helpful intel on how hospitals might deal with challenges like the ones Memorial Healthcare System faced. If you have any questions about this topic or suggestions on other operations and compliance topics that we can cover on a future show, please email us at podcast at 340bhealth.org. For those of you registered for the 340B Coalition Summer Conference from August 1st through 3rd, we are very much looking forward to seeing you in National Harbor. When you visit the exhibit hall at the conference, be sure to keep an eye out for our podcast booth. We will be interviewing several guests during the conference, so you might have the chance to see us in action. Pre-registration for the conference has ended, but if you would like to attend, you can register on site. Safe travels to all who are coming to town. We will be back in a few weeks after the conference. As always, thanks for listening and be well. Thanks for listening to 340B Insight. Subscribe and rate us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. For more information, visit our website at 340bpodcast.org. You can also follow us on Twitter at 340B Health and submit a question or idea to the show by emailing us at podcast at 340bhealth.org.